This episode of The Water Break is sponsored by Baby Keys Gender Reveals. That's B-A-B-Y-K-E-E-S. Shop now for fun and unique gender reveal products at www.babykeysgenderreveal.com. Got a story you want to share? Send us an email at mybirthstory at thewaterbreakpodcast.com or send us a message on Instagram at thewaterbreakpodcast. And don't forget to subscribe. Hey guys, I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Brian. And this is The Water Break. On this episode of The Water Break, Brian and I will be sharing the birth story of our oldest child, Becca. Hi guys! Thanks for tuning in today. This is our 10th episode. We have a lot of new listeners out there, so wanted to use this episode to give a little bit of background on who we are and share one of our birth stories. Brian and I met back in 2006, right out of high school. We dated for seven years and then got engaged in 2013, married in 2014, had Beckham in 2015, and then Braxton in 2016. We like waited for a long time and then just kind of... Everything happened at once. (laughs) Knocked it all out. We're originally from Colorado, but we live in Arizona now. We own our own business, and now we have this podcast. All right, so today we're talking about Beckham's birth story, and I loved being pregnant. I mean, obviously it has its ups and downs, but ultimately I loved it. I'd say things went relatively smoothly. I had normal pregnancy symptoms. But one thing I would say is that when you have babies, they tell you you should gain between 25 and 35 pounds. And I gained like 65 pounds. And I'm 100 pounds, so adding 65 was a lot. Um, The first thing that I remember was, let's see, we're 37 weeks. And I remember when we were living in our apartment, I was like, it was before bedtime and I was Googling how will I know when I'm in labor? Like, what do contractions feel like? And I think you were watching some sports show of something. Probably. (laughs) And I went to bed that night not having any symptoms. I mean, I was only 37 weeks, so I was assuming I was still three weeks away. And at like two in the morning, I woke up because I felt a pop. And I jump out of bed, and sure enough, water just gushes everywhere. And I wake up Brian, and I was like, oh my gosh, my water broke. And he jumps out of bed, and I, he's like, get in the bathtub. <laughs> so I jump in the bathtub because I'm just leaking everywhere. And meanwhile, you're trying to get our stuff together and call the midwife. And Brian calls, and she's like, yeah, if the water broke, you should head to the hospital. So we got our stuff together, and I hadn't had any contractions yet, so I wasn't, like, laboring per se, even though my water had broke. Well, and we were kind of taking our time. We weren't really going too fast. Right. Even though your water had broke, but right, no contractions, so we didn't find it, you know, too pressing just yet. Right, and I think ideally if I was having contractions, you know, they tell you try to labor at home. Really nothing was happening except for that my water had broke. So we get our stuff together and we get in the car. And I I mean, I just remember everything's getting wet. The seat's soaking wet. I mean, it's it's almost comical because it's just disgustingly wet. And I remember 
were driving and I remember getting to this one bend in the highway and I had my first contraction and it was so painful and intense that it was like, oh, okay, this is exactly what a contraction feels like. So we get to the hospital. I don't think I had another contraction on the way there. And we go inside the emergency department. What, do you think it was different? Emergency department? <laughs> the emergency room. <laughs> the emergency... Emergency room. Uh, area? <laughs> and we check in and... You know, someone comes around with a wheelchair and they're pushing me in the wheelchair. And again, I'm just getting the wheelchair soaking wet. And I'm like apologizing to the guy because it was disgusting. And we get into the room and they checked me. And I think I was at like four centimeters. And the doctor was like, well, it might be a while. So if you want to get some breakfast, order some breakfast, you can eat, which I thought was funny because Everything I heard was, you know, once you get to the hospital, you won't be able to eat anything. So I was actually really excited that I got to eat something. I remember I had scrambled eggs and it was delicious. <laughs> and nothing really happened for a while. My contractions weren't getting consistent. I remember we'd walk around. Do lunges, use the ball. We're yeah. doing all the things to try and get contractions to start happening more consistently. And when we were doing those things, they would become consistent. You know, they'd be five minutes apart, five, four minutes apart. But then as soon as we'd get back to the room, I'd lay down and they would just stop. And so it was kind of frustrating. Or they would be at three minutes and then five minutes yeah. and then eight minutes and then three minutes. So there was no consistency at all. And I going in, you know, everyone has their ideas of what they want to happen, whether you have a birth plan per se or not. And I remember I didn't want Pitocin and I didn't necessarily want an epidural unless I thought I needed to have it, which I was totally open to it, but wanted to try and not have one. And I think it was around three. They still hadn't progressed and it was three and the doctor came in and was like, you know, your water can only be broken for about 24 hours before we get concerned. And so... Obviously, we're not there yet, but we want to get things moving. And so they recommended Pitocin. And at that point, I think we were both kind of frustrated. Well, they recommended the Pitocin and the epidural. And <laughs> you, again, were still like, well, I don't really want the epidural. Right. <laughs> but you finally agreed to the Pitocin, which looking back, hindsight, not a great idea to do one without the other. <laughs> right. Looking back, I should have gotten the epidural before the Pitocin. But because I wasn't having regular contractions, I didn't need the epidural. Like, I wasn't in a ton of pain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway, they start the Pitocin. And, I mean, the contractions kick in almost immediately. And my contractions, the first one comes on and there's no break. It's a five-minute contraction that doesn't let down. And I have never experienced anything even kind of close to it pain-wise. And at this point, obviously, I'm... You're progressing. I'm <laughs> progressing, and I'm, like, yelling for an epidural because it's not stopping. I have no time to even take a breath because it's just contracting. And so they call... The anesthesiologist. Mm -hmm. I didn't think I'd be able to say that word. <laughs> they call him in and he does the epidural. But doesn't 
seeing immediately we kind of see that it's not like there's like signs that he didn't do it right right i just remember being in <laughs> almost like worse pain even worse pain than i was before and it was excruciating and i was crying and yelling and i just remember laying there or sitting on the side of the bed and like couldn't move because i was in so much pain yeah you had a death grip on a pillow <laughs> and your face was leaking from every <laughs> orifice on it. And it was scary. Uh, it was really scary to watch because I, you know, I, I'd never seen anybody in pain like that where they like, it was just like your body couldn't control anything that it was right. doing. That's exactly what and it felt like. You, I mean, like I said, I don't want to paint a bad picture, but it was just everything on your face was leaking and it was uncontrollable. And, um, you know, I was standing in front of you just watching this and I felt very helpless and just hoping that this guy would, you know, we told him like, Hey, this isn't, doesn't seem like it's working. And so he, I guess he took it out. Right. He took it out. Um, put it back in, I guess in the right spot this time. Right. Um, and within a, I want to say a couple minutes, it was pretty obvious that this finally like, right. was like the right spot. Right, like a huge noticeable change. Right. It, it seemed like she was actually getting relief from the pain at this point, not in worse pain. So that was a pretty stressful, I'd say five minutes for me. Yeah. Um, and me. Yeah. You were <laughs> maybe not so, so much stressful, but uh, super painful. Yeah. Um. It's like one of those, you can't even describe how painful it was because right. it was off the charts. And at this point, your mom was there mm-hmm. and I had to leave the room for a minute because that was, um, it was, I don't know, that was really hard for me to watch. It was really hard for me to just stand there and not be able to do anything. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to yell at a guy that's supposed to be doing his <laughs> job that's, you know, supposed to know what he's doing. Um, and so I was trying to keep it together as best as I could. But again, after I knew everything was okay, I asked your mom to, you know, stay in there with you for a little bit. And I had to leave the rooms just so I could kind of, I had to kind of decompress. I went out and I, just to be honest, I went out to the, uh, like lobby waiting area and I cried for at least a couple minutes just because. Again, it was, you know, seeing someone that you, you know, that you love, that you, that usually you feel like you can do something for them if they're in pain and not being able to, like, that was really hard for me. So I had to go decompress for a minute. I didn't want to do that in the, <laughs> in the room since uh, I wasn't the one going through all the pain. But again, it was just something that I felt like I needed to, you know, go decompress for a minute. Once I was good, I came back in and we you know, went forward from there. Right. And I mean, when that was happening, it's not like you could have done anything to help. Like, it's not like you could have rubbed my shoulder. Nothing would have helped. Like, there's nothing that you could have physically done that would have been helpful. And I think that that's why it was so hard. So after I got my epidural, it was obviously much calmer and I was able to kind of rest. But even, you know, the doctors watching the contractions yeah the contractions and the monitors i mean they were just saying like your contractions aren't letting up like they're just constant and you know usually when you have contractions it's like okay now they're three minutes apart or two you know they get closer and closer together but you still have that break yours were 
usually it's like a 30 second contraction with like a three minute window. And yours were like right. opposite. Yours were like three minute contractions with like a 30 second window. Not even 30 seconds. It's like five seconds. Okay, it's already going back into yeah. it. And so if I hadn't had the epidural, I don't know how well that would have gone. However, I will say, obviously this is for another podcast, but we did not end up using the epidural for the second one because I didn't like how truly numb it makes you. Well, I think also the way that it went down. Yeah, everything went down in the beginning with the epidural. I think that also, you know, left a bad taste in your mouth for wanting to do another one further down the line. Right. So we opted not to. The opted time. not to. So <laughs> that again, that was like at like three o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then I want to say around five is when we kind of doctors started talking to us about maybe starting wanting to push. Yeah, I think it was around five because I think you know we both kind of rested. And around five, the doctors came in and checked, and they were like, yeah, it looks like you're fully dilated. You're ready to go. Do you feel like you're ready to push? And I was so numb. I was like, "I no. Like, should I feel something? Like, I don't feel anything. And they're like, well, if you don't feel ready to push, let's just hold off. And But you could kind of tell that they were like... They thought it would be soon. Yeah. Which... I talked to my mom afterwards and she mentioned, she was like, I was just happy that they didn't force you to push because she mentioned how with hers, you know, once they saw you were 10 centimeters, it was like, okay, start pushing. And how, you know, with a couple of them, it was so, it made it so much harder because the baby wasn't truly ready to come out yet. And so the doctors were like, well, we'll come back at six and we'll see how you feel. So I remember they came back at six and I still was like, I don't know what you want me to feel, but I don't feel (laughs) like I'm not feeling anything. And they're like, okay. So they kind of hung out in the room for a little bit. And I think about 6.15, I was like, okay, I feel pressure because, you know, you can't feel a whole lot, but I could all of a sudden feel like, okay, I feel like something needs to move. And so they're like, okay, let's, let's try and do yeah. Just try and do one push and just see how yeah. it feels. And we had a midwife. So it was the midwife and a nurse in there. So they get ready and they're like, all right, well, let's push. And so I, I push and I think from the first push, they were like, yeah, he's moving. He's coming down. Yeah. After the first one, they, you know, they kind of talked to us and they said, you know, let's, let's get going then. Let's try and, you know, do yeah. the first one, see how it feels. And then once they saw that he was still, he was already starting to move, they kind of got everything in place. I think he pushed again. And again, she was, she seemed very encouraged. Right. Um, but that the fact that you were so numb, they kind of want to give moms that are numb like that, you know, a visual that they're, <laughs> yeah. that they're making progress. <laughs> and so I think it was after the second push that they looked up at us and they were like, do you want a mirror to see <laughs> what's happening down there? And we kind of like looked at each other and we had the both same just, reaction. yeah, we were both just like, uh, no. no, I think, I think we're good on that one. We know what's happening. We don't need to see it. And I'm as far above the equator as possible. <laughs> I'm up by her. I'm above her head, holding, see her, the top of her, head. holding her hand, like as far up as I can. So, yeah, we both said no to the mirror. Um, 
But the lady or the the midwife was she was basically our mirror. Like we could see on her face, like her what was happening. yeah her excitement, and really it was. Um, you didn't push that many times, but it seemed like every time you pushed, she was like her eyes were wide and like she was like smiling because she you were making progress on right. every push. Right, I do remember that that every time I push, her and the nurse both like their eyes would light up. They're like getting excited. They're like, yes, yes, keep pushing, keep pushing. And so that was about six fifteen. He was born at six thirty two. So I mean, it wasn't very long. And I remember when he came out instantly. Yeah, he flew out, and when she was holding him, he started peeing just right as soon as he came out, and I was just dying laughing, and I remember my mom has this picture of me, and like I'm crying, crying, but laughing, and it was just hysterical. I think there was a lot of like relief, too. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's true. That it was over. (laughs) And it's just so emotional. Right. And then they bring him up, and they did skin to skin. Mm-hmm. Like immediately. Yep. And then they asked me probably only a couple minutes after if I wanted to cut the umbilical cord. And that was Which like something had, I had like wrestled with. When we had talked about it, like, do you want to do it? And your first thought was not no, really. No. Right. <laughs> it was just like a weird, I don't know. It was a weird thought in my head. But when it came to it, I was, I felt <laughs> peer pressured by the, by the nurses and the doctor <laughs> and the midwife. I, so I did it. Um, but it was like a, such a weird sensation of like cutting through this skin. <laughs> it was just weird. Uh, I can't really explain how it feels or what it's like cutting through. Um, but it's it's just a weird sensation. Um, well, and isn't, but, it, isn't it funny that that's a thing? Like, all right, the dad cuts yeah, the cord. Yeah. That was, <laughs> Why? Was, Why do I need to? It was weird. But as soon as I, I, I want to say it was like as soon as I made the last cut, he peed all over me. <laughs> like, so he peed as soon as he came out and then I cut the cord and he immediately started peeing all over me. And again, we're laughing and, and I'm jumping back trying to not get peed on. <laughs> um, but it was another, like a little bit of a funny, funny moment in the right. <laughs> in the delivery. And I, the other thing I remember is it was obviously at six thirty two, and I remember that, but I feel like you remember it for a different reason. Yeah. I wanted this to happen like an hour earlier. <laughs> Um, because the football national championship was on, uh, Oregon versus Ohio state <laughs> and I wanted to watch it. So and it was I on was, at six thirty. it was on at six thirty. So he was born two minutes after kickoff. Um, <laughs> and so as soon as he was born, I was like checking the watch, you know, let's get this going. Um, so we go through everything. We go over, we do the measurements, we do his weight. And oh, he's perfect. The one thing I, I do want to I did want to touch on is when he came out, the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. It wasn't tight or anything like that. But that was just another Yeah, that was another moment where I was like my heart was in my throat kind of sure. not Is it okay? Yeah, it was just the uh the visual of it. You just hear about that and so you just you know, you, you don't know that that can happen and be fine. Right. Um, and so that was a little scary for me, but, uh, they, they take him over, they do the measuring, they do the weight, uh, everything's great. They're getting you taken care of. Um, no real issues, jaundice or anything like that. No, everything went really, really well. And he was healthy and I was healthy. Right. I mean, apart from, because I had gained so much water, a lot of it was water weight. And so, I mean, everything just... Hurt and was swollen and looked like a different human. It didn't look like my flesh. It was just weird. But everyone, I mean, was healthy. And so obviously we're thankful for that. Right. 
Um, so I think we were in the delivery room for another hour or so. Uh, and then they finally moved us to a recovery room. Mm-hmm. At that point, I was able to watch the football game. <laughs> right. So that was perfect. <laughs> um, no, we got back. We got to the, the recovery room. And yeah, everybody was good. Mom was good. Beckham was good. And I was able to hold him now. Mm-hmm. Um, I held him in the in the delivery room. But at this point, I was... It was more skin was, to skin with mom. Yep. And then I was able to finally hold him in the recovery room. And... Yeah, we we watched uh, football for a little bit. <laughs> that that's maybe why Beckham likes sports so much. <laughs> maybe that's the very first thing he did. Yeah. Um, the only other thing that I really remember was how sleep deprived I was. Well, and Beckham, even though I held him for that little bit of time, he was very attached to you, literally. <laughs> yeah, um, he only wanted first, to be latched for the first like twenty four, almost forty eight hours. He was latched, right? Um, and after the first 24 hours, so we, we deliver at 6.30, we go the whole next day. He doesn't want to unlatch. And I think one thing that we had as a birth plan, parent plan, mm-hmm. was we didn't really want to use a pacifier. Right. Um, because they, you know, there's all these, you know, you concerns. read everything and there's concerns that they might, you know. Have nipple confusion and or, yeah, won't be able to breastfeed. And- right. Um, and so we didn't want to start it, you know, that early, I would say at least we didn't want to do that if we were going to use one at all. Mm-hmm. We didn't even buy any. Cause I was like, we're not doing that. Yeah. But he, he wouldn't unlatch. I mean, he needed it the whole time for, like I said, that first whole day. And so at this point you were very sleep deprived yeah, going I started, into the second night. Right. So I don't even know how long I'd been up, but I remember I was so sleep deprived. I started hallucinating. And I remember we're on like the third floor or something. And I remember thinking that I see someone outside our window and it's like freaking me out. And so I call the nurse in and she's like, is everything okay? And I was like, I'm, I'm so tired and he won't unlatch and we're not allowed to sleep if we're holding him. That's one of the rules in the hospital. If, if you're nursing, you cannot fall asleep. And I'm, I'm dying here. Like, I'm, and I'm just crying. And she was like, if it's okay with you, I can take him and, you know, see if he'll take a pacifier and I'll go hold him so you can sleep. And at this point, I'm like, yes, like, please, if he'll do it like that would be so awesome. And so she took him and I think she had him for like two hours. Did she take him to? It's like their nursery. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I think she had him for like two hours and I slept the entire time and she came back And she was like, I didn't end up giving him a pacifier, but she had gloves on. She was like, he sucked on my finger. For two hours. For two hours. Yeah. She's like, he never, ever stopped. Yeah. And I'm crying because I'm like, yes, that's exactly what happened to me. Um, So at that point, you know, she gave us a pacifier. It was a little orange pacifier and we used it (laughs) all the time. And I'm so thankful for pacifiers. Yeah. And he never had nipple confusion. You know, I think that that is a problem for some people, but for us... He thankfully didn't have that problem. Right. That was a, a you know, kind of a... A godsend. Yeah, a godsend because <laughs> I don't know what we would have done. And, you know, again, it's... You have a plan of how you want to do things, but... You'd have no idea you until don't you know. go through it. Yeah, you can't really plan that. And no. Or you can't plan being a parent either. Um, as no, we've we're still learning found that. found out. <laughs> we'll get into that later. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, other than that, I think that everything else was good. Good enough. Smooth. We decided to have another one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening to this. If you have a story that you want to share, we'd love to hear it. You can message us at mybirthstory at thewaterbreakpodcast.com or find us on Instagram. Otherwise, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Children are a gift from the Lord. Psalms 127.3